Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Now, you may know that Jeremy is based on an actual event where a young man kills himself in front of his class. Mm. All right. What's the story? Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Now, Tammy, this is going to sound to you and some sharp-eared listeners like a, a show we did not too long ago where we talked about folk songs that were based on some terrible happening. Yeah. While I was putting that show together, I found so many more songs that were based on I gotta be honest with you, mainly murder. What? And Come I, on now. I had those in a file from putting the other show together, so I just simply took them and did a little bit more research, and all these, although these aren't all folk songs, they are based on actual events, and you're going to hear during the show, mostly murder. This is not good. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you hear these songs, you know what they are. And I think if you're going to say, well, Sunday Bloody Sunday is based on something in Northern Ireland, you kind of should know what that something in Northern Ireland is. Tell me, tell me. Don't you think? January 30th, 1972, Derry, Northern Ireland, British soldiers shot 26 people during a protest march because they were protesting internment without trial. What year was that? 1972. Golly. 14 people died, 13 were hurt, and the death of another occurred about a month later attributed to his injury. See, the government of Northern Ireland, Mm -hmm. which was under the rule of Great Britain, we basically told people, hey, look, don't march. But people were still doing it. There was another rally called 50 Years of Unionist Misrule that happened previous where British parachutists killed 10 in the Bally Murphy massacre. But Sunday Bloody Sunday happened afterwards. And that was January 30th, 1972. So that's what happened. Wow. Those Brits, huh? Yeah. Goodness. Zombie by the Cranberries is based on 1993's I a bombing mm-hmm. in Warrington, England. The Irish Republican Army, that's IRA, planted two bombs in trash cans that detonated on a busy street, killing three-year-old Jonathan Ball yep. and 12-year-old Tim Perry. Dolores O'Riordan wrote the song out of anger and frustration in their memory. However, that wasn't the only thing that happened. This was part of what's known as the Warrington bombings. Two attacks, 25th of February, 1993, and then later on, on Bridge Street in Warrington, about 100 yards apart, the blasts happened within minutes 
of each other. Right. One exploded outside of Boots and McDonald's and one outside of the Argos catalog store. A half-hour warning was issued. Oh, dear. But was not announced. The purpose of these bombings was get Britain Mm -hmm. out of Northern Ireland. Right, right. So that's the reason for the bombings, and that's the reason for the song. Right. Zombies by the Cranberries here on Rock School. a zombie you reminded me i don't know why you had to remind me i was there with you you and i visited northern ireland pk pre-kid back when we had actual spendable cash dollars we were in a one of those bus tours you know if it's tuesday this must be belgium we went on a bunch of those and one of them obviously was through britain and ireland and such and we went into northern ireland and a lot of our party the group of people said they weren't gonna go yeah so we went and it was only like a a few of us like us and uh two other couples i think uh, you may be right maybe four to six people tops but we went in and i'll be honest with you i never found myself uncomfortable i mean they showed us the the murals of bobby sands they Mm -hmm. showed us the three story tall walls right and such and the barbed wire i looked at it i'll tell you what scared me and the person the most there is a um what is it called the rock and roll cafe the hard, hard rock, rock cafe yeah hard and rock. i wanted a pin from it but they weren't open mm-hmm. and so me and the guy who was running the tour mm-hmm. we went and knocked on the back door and right. it was open so we kind of walked in you should have seen those people turn around and eyeball <sighs> us i, I just want to buy a pin I just want to buy a pin. Yeah, we went to a a crockery manufacturer. We watched them make pretty plates and such. We right. bought a we bought some tea sets and such and and back out. But we were there for the day. Yeah, but you know what? You know what sticks thing. in my head? What's that? The kids getting out of school. Yes. Oh, I agree. All, Tell it. Oh, I agree the, totally. The, the uniforms that they had on. It oh, was it was yeah. the Catholic school that let out, and it. You know, it was Catholics and Protestants. Right. It was a holy war. Speaking of that, well, Britain was kind of in there as well. True. Speaking of that, we were told not to wear certain colors like yep. orange. 
like ointment. Look that up, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we're talking about songs that are based on the idea of a real event, and the vast majority of these are killings. Do you remember, did, did we live together in 87? We did, 87. We were in Pennsylvania. That wasn't me. That it was another tall brunette girl. Uh, Pennsylvania State Treasurer Arbud Dwyer killed himself on live TV during yep. a press conference. Yes, he did. There's a song by the band Filter called Hey Man, Nice Shot. This guy, Arbud Dwyer, was found and convicted of doing something. I don't remember. So he held one more press conference and he pulled this humongous hand cannon out mm-hmm. of a bag and he said, please get back. This will hurt people. He put it under his chin when somebody attempted to come forward and get it and shot it. You can find this on YouTube the the documentary is very good. It is. It's very good. And I remember distinctly because I worked in Pennsylvania, 87, what people did. And I know this is horrible. I do. Oh, no. What they did is they took $1 bills and a hole punch. And they, no. put, a, they put a hole punch in the center. No, they did not. Of George Washington's head and called it a Bud Dwyer dollar. Come on now. There you go. You guys are not right. I didn't do it, but I'm telling you, they were hey, so your pervasive. Your cousins are shot. not right. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Hey, man, nice shot by Filter here on Rock School. song hey man nice shot the killing of georgie part one and two by rod stewart it's it's really not one of his known tunes and i i have to admit it i had to go to youtube while i was researching this and listen to the song if you get a chance go ahead and listen to it it's based on a real life hate crime and murder of a gay man named stewart that Rod Stewart was friends with. Killing was done in 1975 by a New Jersey gang. However, when you listen to the song, it says 1974. That's because he needed it to be part of the rhyme scheme. But Stewart knew this guy. Mm-hmm. And he was killed by a gang because in the 70s, I don't know why, there was a belief system that that lifestyle should be punished. Wow. And it's it's not 
not so. Not so at all. All right, what about this? Mm -hmm. Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Now, you may know that Jeremy is based on an actual event where a young man kills himself in front of his class. Mm. All right. What's the story? 1991. It was a suicide of Jeremy Wade Dell. He was in high school and he shot himself in front of his English class. I've heard people say that he shot some of the students and then he killed himself. None of that is true. He was 15 years old, January 8, 1991, and had transferred from a Dallas school. He shot a 357 caliber Magnum about 9.45 a.m. Here's what happened. Jeremy asked the teacher for a pass so he could go to the office, but he didn't. He went to his locker and returned with the gun walked to the front of the class, held it up, and said, I got what I went for, and then proceeded. He left multiple notes for his classmates. Mostly, they asked if they wanted, the, the notes, asked if they wanted these kids to go to his funeral, and then oh. offered his father's phone number. Oh, my god! So they could find out the date and time. Mm. Pearl Jam, Jeremy, here on Rock School. At home, drawing pictures of mountain tops with him on top. Lemon yellow sun, arms raising a beam. The dead lay in pools of maroon below. Daddy didn't give attention oh, to the fact that. Coming into the first break, let me give you one you may very well know. The Boomtown Rats have a song called I Don't Like Mondays. I know that song. It's based on the 1979, and this is where it gets mixed up. A lot of people believe it happened in Cleveland, Ohio, but it did not. It happened in San Diego, California at... Cleveland Elementary School What? by 16-year-old Brenda Spencer. She fired at children in the school oh, playground come on, Brenda. at Grover Cleveland Elementary School, 29th of January, 1979. She oh. killed two adults and injured eight children, oh. including a police officer. Spencer threatened to come out shooting but was coaxed to surrender surrender with the promise of a Burger King meal. Are you serious? That's what she wanted. When she got out and she was in handcuffs, a lot of reporters hit her like flies on poop and stuck a mic in her face. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And she said, I don't like Mondays. Mm. 
There's a song by the Smiths called Suffer Little Children's based on the Moore's murder carried out by Ian Brady and Myra Hindley, 1963 to 1965. If you simply go on the YouTubial device, you will find a lot about this. You and I have watched a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. Once again, Moore's murders, M-O-O-R-S, Ian Brady and Myra Hindley. The Moore's murders were carried out by these two people. Myra Hindley was called the most evil woman in Britain around Manchester, England. The victims were five children, all aged 10 to 17. Now, the 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 thing that really upset people mm-hmm. is that when they were asked to give their stories, yeah. they said, we'll tell our story, but we have to be paid for it. What? And finally, one of the news outlets gave them money. No, come it, on it, now. It's funny what what finally sends people over the edge. You're a horrible human being, blah, blah, blah. Tell us what happened. Well, I want $100. Now, I get it. That's not what really made people mad. Right. But something had to break the camel's back, and that was it. Who's listening to us here on this Rock School radio show? KPVL, Decorah, Iowa. Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break nebraska by bruce springsteen right look i like a lot of bruce springsteen i really do mm-hmm. but the nebraska album kind of made me go nah. what you talking about right and there's i don't know exactly how he recorded it but there's this thing that he recorded it on a little tiac machine at his dinette there in his kitchen and it doesn't have the greatest audio quality right, and such right. but I re-look at the song Nebraska in a different way once I learned this Nebraska is based on Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate or Fugate who murdered 11 people in 1958 mm-hmm. it's a brutal story he was 19 she was 14 oh my gosh he he wanted to be a gangster and Mm -hmm. he needed you know a female to go along with bonnie and claude kind of thing exactly that Mm -hmm. starkweather's first kill was a gas station attendant who would not give him a stuffed animal for carol ann on credit he then goes to pick up carol and when her mom and she's 14 
you know, we have a 14-year-old daughter. She was marriable back then, though. What would you she do would get if married. some 19-year-old nah, shows up at the front door and says, I want to take your daughter away? Get lost, you punk. He killed them both. <sighs> he then yeah. stabbed uh, Carol's two-year-old sister, but the sister lives. Oh, my god! They then kill a family friend and two people that stopped to help them when they were stuck in the mud. Mm -hmm. They then kill an industrialist and his maid. That's the way it was written. I, I wish I had the names. I couldn't find them. Yeah. Plus a man in a car just to steal it. Yeah. Okay. That results in a high-speed chase, and they kill a cop. Mm -hmm. Stormweather was convicted of murder and died in the chair in 1959. Carol Ann Fugit was the youngest person at the time, tried for first-degree murder, right. went to prison. She was paroled in 1976. What? Remember, this happened in 1958. 76, she moves to Michigan. She marries, and from that point on lived a quiet life. I get the feeling at 14 years old, she found this extremely exciting and thrilling. Yeah, I'm sure. Until it started to go to heck in a handbag. And she couldn't stop it. Exactly that. Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska, here on Rock School. I saw her standing on her front lawn Just a twirling her baton me and her went for and ten innocent people died from a town of Lincoln, Nebraska, with a sawed off fourteen on my lap. Through the badlands of Wyoming, I killed everything in my Okay, coming into the bottom of the hour, way late. I chose songs that were far too long for the topic. It's good so, stuff. It's good stuff. It is the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. You know the song by Lloyd Price, Staggerly? Staggerly. Yeah, oh, dude. Staggerly. December 25th, 1895. William Lyons and his buddy, Stack. Lee, also known as Staggerly, were uh -huh. knocking back drinks at a St. Louis bar. Uh -huh. They began arguing about politics. Don't you always? Billy then snatched the white Stetson off Stack's head. Oh, dear. Stack said, yeah, 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 come on, give it back. Billy told him to do something to himself that was anatomically no. impossible. And Stack shot him dead. Staggerly. You betcha. All right, let's do shot seven somebody. days. Over a hat. Let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. July 12th all the way through July 18th. You got Monday, Tammy. Read it. July 12th, 1988. Playgirl Magazine publishes their list of the 10 sexiest rockers. You know who won? 
George Michael. Yeah, he did. How now, funny is that? Look, I'm not a professional. He is sexy, though. But I'm he not, was. I'm not sure George Michael would be interested in being on that care. side of the July 13th night. Uh, pardon me, pardon me. July 13th, 1897. What? A U.S. patent is granted to Gergo Marconi for transmitting electrical signals. It will become the basis of radio. July 14th, 1967, The Who starts an American tour with Herman's Hermits. Yep. July 15th, 2012, Gangnam Style video is uploaded to YouTube. Whoa. It's going to become the highest video views in history, but will be overtaken. But to that point in time, it won. July 16th, 2011, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO hits number one and Shuffle Dance Craze begins. July 17, 1991, Leonard Skinner reforms and starts anew under the name Leonard Skinner, 1991. And July 18, 2014, Shakira becomes the first person oh. to accumulate, well, her hips don't lie, 100 million likes on Facebook. I happen to be the second. Facebook don't lie. There's a song by Tom Waits called Georgia Lee. Mm-hmm. Now, Georgia Lee, the song is spelled E-E-L-E-E, mm-hmm. but it's based on the murder of Georgia Lee, L-E-A-H. Mm. This is a 12-year-old girl. Her name is Georgia Lee Moses. She disappeared August 13, 1997, was found dead August 22 near Petaluma, California. She was just off an on-ramp, giving the impression that she was dumped. The killer was never found. It's assumed he ran away. Tom Waits stated that the killing moved him so greatly because of race. Georgia Lee was an African-American girl, and he felt because of that, it would just fall by the wayside. So in order to keep it in the public eye, he wrote a song about nice. it. Nice. Here's Georgia Lee. It's Tom Waits on Rock School. Coming into the second break, uh, there's a song by Blue Oyster called, called Then Came the Last Days of May. Mm-hmm. It's based on the shooting and murder of three college students in a drug deal. Right. One of them was a friend of Buck Dharma, the guitarist for Blue Oyster Cult. Apparently what happened is these three fellas from Long Island, which is where Blue Oyster Cult is from, gets caught up in this deal where they were going to travel to Tucson, Arizona, make this connection, buy a ton of something I never found. It goes completely wrong, and they get shot. Oh! The two people who were selling it get away, keep the money, 
and the drugs. Wow. Two of the three from Long Island are killed. One stays alive and was able to identify the assailants. They were arrested. This goes to the same thing as Rod Stewart. It says in the song that it happened in May, but mm -hmm. in reality it happened in July. May simply was better for beats and simply better for rhyme scheme. And so there you go. Who's listening to us here on the Rock School Radio Show? WMCE Erie PA. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, Tammy told me she had a question yeah, for me. Yeah, come on. You're trying to get all this stuff in. I think, do you have enough for another show? I do, but you, you can only, you learn after you do the shows for so long that an hour will only hold so much content. So you pick the ones that best isn't the way you should say it, but you pick the ones you think would be most eye-opening to the audience. You don't want to pick songs that are out of everyone's purview yeah well i'm asking you man oh, you think i should do another you show do like this yes you're Come enjoying on. this you know what it is it's not that i'm enjoying it you find it makes it, sense okay i get it but there's this running long joke that wives like to watch those true crime shows oh that's see tell me that's I'm wrong. what i am tell me i'm wrong you're not wrong tell me i'm wrong the stone temple pilots have a song called plush there's a line in it that says, and I feel when the dogs begin to smell her. Mm -hmm. What are we I talking feel. about? Yeah, just that. The lyrics were inspired by a news story in, in the Stone Temple Pilots' hometown, San Diego, California, where a missing young woman was later discovered by local law enforcement's dog patrol. Mm. The title was apparently a nod, it's called Plush, to a stuffed animal that in some way factored into the story. However, the people of STP don't know exactly how it came in, but it was part of the story. Uh, I looked and looked and looked and looked. Uh, maybe it's out there, but I'm telling you what, I'm pretty good on the Google device. No amount of searching could come up with the woman's name, but that's the basic idea Woo! of it. So when they say the dogs began to smell her, that's how she was found. Oh. Which is legitimately horrifying it's in awful. and of itself. Here's STP on Rock School. Okay, last rank here on Rock School. Have you ever heard Jenny Was a Friend of Mine by The Killers? 
I don't think so. No, uh, I wasn't a huge Killers fan either, but I listened to the song. Obviously, when I was putting the show together, you can't talk about something you don't know about. The Killers based the song Jenny Was a Friend of Mine on the 1986 strangulation and murder of Jennifer Levin, also known as the Preppy Murder. Do you remember the Preppy Murder? I know. I know what you're talking about. Robert Chambers was the Preppy Killer. Yeah. August 26, 1986, New York City Central Park. He strangled this 18-year-old girl, Jennifer Levin. Yeah. Chambers claimed he hurt Levin... When he threw her off of him. Because, you know, he had to protect himself. Yes, he did. From an 18-year-old oh girl. Oh, my God. You know, that kind of stuff just hit him with a stick. Chambers later pled guilty to manslaughter before his trial could go to jury. So, he pled it down. Mm. Which, which, if I was the, the parent of this young lady, mm-hmm. you know, Jennifer Levin, I, I would I would go bonkerlistic. They did. Yeah, they did. And the one we're going to finish on, Sarah McLaughlin has a song called Possession. She based it on the text that were in actual letters that she received from an obsessed fan. Oh, my God. The fan told McLaughlin that she was betrothed to him from birth and that he would, Uh. quote, stop at nothing to achieve their destiny when he recognized the content of his letters in her song. He attempted to sue her because of copyright. The thing was, he ultimately took his own life before there was a trial. Oh, my gosh. His name was U-E, spelled that U-W-E, Vandre, V-A-N-D-R-E-I, Ottawa, Canada. He sued her in 1994, alleging his love letters to her were the basis of possession. He said he had written them to McLaughlin as love poems and, quote, there was no direct connection between those poems and the lyrics. At least that's what McLaughlin said. You know what? This is the reason I cannot be a rock star. Is that true? You think that too many guys would come uh, come around? Can you imagine dealing with all of this? It would absolutely scare me to death. I mean, I'm nervous enough hitting the bed when I got two children in the house. I don't know what they're doing. I'm afraid do. when I don't wave at the way at the uh, mailman correctly. <laughs> this kind of crap going on in your yeah. life? No. Oh, I know. Believe no. me. No, believe no, no, me. No. Our son is just learning to drive. Oh God, and help I, us. And I tell him your job is not to teach anyone a lesson. Some guy pulls out in front of you, some guy hits the horn at you, something like that. Your job is to let him or her do whatever she wants. Your job is to get home alive. Every day. You know? Every day. Ah, man. God, Sarah, I am so sorry. That kind of stuff scares you to death. That's Mm -hmm. the reason I don't like being any more famous than I am. I don't want to be famous. I'm Joe Burns. You are? The unfamous Tammy Burns. Oh, you're famous now. That'll do it. Class is dismissed. Listen as the wind blows. From across the great divide Voices trapped in yearning Memories trapped in time The night is my companion And solitude